Welcome to the Retreat House Podcast. I'm your host, Angie Smith. I've invited a friend to come and join me at the Retreat House table. Come and join us. Thank you for joining me at the Retreat House table. I am very excited, which I say every week, but I am very excited to have my friend Stephanie Page with me. And she is the founder of the Stories Foundation, and they run the Freedom Truck food truck and she's here to tell her story so welcome stephanie oh thank you for having me i'm so, so fun. i'm yes i'm so excited to have you because i was telling people about having you on the show and how, that i've heard bits and pieces about your story mm-hmm. but never just sat down with you and heard the whole story of how this came to be mm-hmm. so so first of all is there anything else that you want to say in the, to like to introduce yourself oh no that was a great introduction your wife and a, I and am, a mom i have four girls and i have a husband and yeah that's life is busy. that's really busy yeah, yeah it is actually <laughs> <laughs> lately i've been thinking how in the world do you do all of it which you just don't every day right <laughs> that's right, <how>. exactly <laughs> I've one, i heard someone say once dirty laundry is very patient it, it totally and dishes too yep. and dusting yeah actually mm-hmm. and your bed being made right anyways <laughs> i'm not a bed maker so <laughs> uh, don't tell my mom no <laughs> she knows so how did how, well tell us first a little bit about stories cafe mm-hmm. or yeah. Or Stories Foundation, or how it got started, whatever, yeah. whatever, however you think would be the best. Well, that's um, appropriate that you said Stories Cafe, because that's how it got started. Right. Um, way back in 2012, I was reading a book about human trafficking, and I just had no idea that human trafficking or modern-day slavery was a thing, that it mm-hmm. existed. And this book, uh, Passport Through the Darkness by Kimberly Smith, just opened my eyes. And it was a one of those moments in life where you learn about something And inside my head, I thought, enough is enough. We need to do something about this. This Mm -hmm. isn't okay. And I was with my mom and dad. And so me and my mom are dreamers. We're big visionaries. And we started to think and dream about what we could do. And we just knew that people fighting human trafficking needed money. We didn't have any. We knew those two things. They needed money and we didn't have any. So what could we do to help um, these people that were fighting this issue of human trafficking. So we thought, oh, we like coffee and we like to eat. And we would go to a coffee shop that had good food that, you know, the proceeds could go to help these organizations. And so Stories Cafe was birthed. Um, that was in the summer of 2012. And then we um, kind of birthed this idea in 2013, January. Um, and it really was a dream for just a long time, the cafe. Mm-hmm. And what I started to do first was I started to just really learn about human trafficking. And I'm a good talker. So I thought, well, I there's nothing I can really give to this. I'm not a business person. <laughs> um I'd run like a tiny little business that was more ministry than business. That's always mm-hmm. my thing is more ministry than business. And uh, But I knew I could talk, so I became educated about human trafficking. And we started to do awareness events to educate people because I thought, surely people will want to do something once they know, right. like me. Well, and what's great about that is that you had a voice mm-hmm. and you were giving voice to those yes. that didn't have a voice for themselves. Yes. And we all have a voice. And I think when we talk about our calling or what God's asked us to do, um, I think we're all extremely unqualified to do anything God's asked us to do because right. he's the one that's going to do it in I the end anyway. Yes. yes. <laughs> and so you just have to start in one, take one step mm-hmm. and just do the one first thing that you know to do. And he's so faithful to um, 
show you the next step and the next. And if you had asked me way back in 2012, you know, if I thought I would be doing what I'm doing today, there's just no way. Right. Um, so God is so good to just do all the work. So we started doing awareness events. Well, and yeah. Let me just stop you for a second. And also mm-hmm. good, I think, to not let us see what's going to happen. No, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so overwhelming. Yeah, I would have quit. <laughs> For sure, 100%. So God knows that. Right, exactly. Because I'm superhuman. We all are so human. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so so yeah, that was um, that was then. And still this dream of a cafe, which you, you know, I can relate to your desire for a space right. with Retreat House because I so desire a space for community yes. and for connection mm-hmm. and to go and to be loved to people and... Um, I believe that people want to fight injustice. I think most people just don't know how. It's too big. Yeah, it feels overwhelming. Definitely. So to give them a small thing they can start to do, which actually is a huge thing, Mm -hmm. um, and then lead them down whatever steps God has for them to fight injustice. I passionately believe we all have a part to play in fighting injustice. People like to tell me that not everyone's calling is, you know, to care about human trafficking. But, you know... We see time and time again in the Old Testament where it says to care for the widow and the orphan. Yes. And mm-hmm. my father-in-law is an Old Testament professor. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to him about this and he said, you know, that that is how people's character was revealed. Yeah. Was how they cared for the widow and the orphan. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And, in you know, every seven years when they're, they were supposed to have the – totally going to blank on what it was called. The year of rest where – yeah, yeah, where all debt was supposed yes. to be forgiven. The year of Jubilee. Yes, year, thank you, mm-hmm. year of Jubilee. That that there were those that did not do that. Yep. They did not clear debt. They did not take care of the widow and the mm-hmm. orphan, and that revealed their, their character. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think Jesus just continues that call mm-hmm. to take care of the least of these, mm-hmm. because when we do that... Isn't that challenging for us in America? I feel it so is. challenged by that, even just right now, hearing that. Like, wow, that is our call. And right. And as all people who follow Jesus, yes. our call is to care for those who have less. Yes. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So I believe, I just believe that people want to do that. And that's the heart behind Stories Cafe and now Stories Foundation. So, And what two, happened? So, yeah. So in 2015, um, we were doing all these awareness events. We still wanted to have a cafe. We struggled for a while. Do we become a business or a nonprofit? That was a, that's mm-hmm. a, a big question. So we decided to become a nonprofit. So um, let's see. Which is a whole thing. A whole thing. In and so of itself. I'm trying to remember. It was maybe t- 2014. Um, I, we assembled our board of directors, which is just a bunch of people that love us, me and my parents, and said, sure, we'll come alongside yeah, do this for <laughs> <laughs> we'll believe in you um and isn't that precious people yes precious people right when mm-hmm. you feel like okay lord i'm gonna take this step, crazy step yeah mm-hmm. and feel kind of tentative about that but then all these people mm-hmm. just are so supportive and have yeah. a quick yes it's the sweetest people that yeah. came on my first board of directors are just sweetheart people that um came alongside and just said, yeah, and we're um, so supportive and encouraging and said, let's do it. Let's get it done. And um, so we filed our 501c3 paperwork, which had been a headache for me for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, it was November, end of, end of October, early November 2015 that we were approved. Um, 
And since then, we've just been on this journey of trying to figure out what it is to be a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, so currently, we raise awareness about human trafficking, still always doing that. We are creating a um, curriculum and an education that would talk about the root causes of human trafficking in relation to sexual violence and pornography and all of that that that's we're going to distribute. Yeah, that's really exciting. I'm super excited about that. Um, and then we have our Freedom Food Truck, which mm-hmm. is our vehicle of awareness and food and my heart vision, which is to raise money, to fight human trafficking, bring awareness to people. And it's our little baby step until we right. get our cafe because right. it's just my board teases me because I just want that building so bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't let it go. <laughs> right. It's coming. It's coming. Right. So, yeah, that's where we are. That's mm-hmm. so. And you also do a run every year. Yep. We've done the last two years. We've done um, a run to raise funds. And um, yeah. Yeah, our superhero 5K. That's been really fun. So, yeah. So if people wanted to so – tell me more like about the food truck mm-hmm. and that process because yeah. you bought a truck that was yeah basically empty, yeah. right? And then yeah. you had to fill – and are you a chef? Well, no. And is Mm-mm. like is anybody on your board a no. chef? No, we're not chefs. So how was that – I mean, yeah. whole process of mm-hmm. – it's such a refining process. It, oh, my gosh. I have said this whole retreat house thing mm-hmm. is not really about opening a business. Mm-mm. It's been a personal mm-hmm. refining process. Definitely. And huge learning curve. Yes. I mean, and even just like the technology of yes, the podcast. Yes. It's huge learning curve. Yes. And owning a food truck and all of that is the same feeling. I feel the same. And I, I've been saying lately that I used to think I didn't have a problem with faith and trusting God. But <laughs> I think the deeper you go with Jesus, the harder the more you have to trust, and I'm just going to say the harder it is. I'm just yeah. going to say it. I, You would think it gets easier, but it, it doesn't necessarily because it gets deeper. You have to go deeper and you have to trust for more. And I'm still human. And it's mm-hmm. still, it was easier to trust when it was smaller things. Right. It's harder to trust when you know less. Just yep. period. <laughs> so Well, and also I think, I mean, we were talking about before we were recording that some of my story of things that I thought that I had dealt with with mm-hmm, the Lord exactly came back up again. Yeah. And actually that same, for me, it was about God's goodness and really pouring myself out to yeah. him. And just this weekend I was at a conference and they really got up in my business <laughs> about stuff. Mm-hmm. And I left, we did a, a night of prayer and worship mm-hmm. and they, I left well, ugly cry, like through the whole thing, I ugly cried mm-hmm. and I felt Feels good. It, it does. Mm-hmm. It feels good. But, but it was that, like, then the next morning was that grief, mm-hmm. you know, hangover, so swollen eyes, yeah, mm-hmm. exa- emotionally exhausted. Mm-hmm. But I got to a point where I thought, I, I don't know that I really believe that God is good. Mm-hmm. And I said that out loud to two of my mm-hmm. friends that I was with, and I was like, I was really doubting his goodness. And the next morning I woke up, and my alarm on my phone was set for the song Good, Good Father. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I was like, no, Lord, I really do think you're good. Mm-hmm. I really do think you're good. Mm-hmm. And then I had to f- confess that to my friends. Mm-hmm. And I do think he's good. And I went the next that we went to the conference and they sang that um, song where it says you're good, good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sing it. Okay. You know, you're the king mm-hmm. of my life, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OK, Lord. And then the people got up and talked about goodness. And I was like, mm-hmm. OK. And then Sunday at church, it was that same the king of all. The same song. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> yes, Lord, you're good. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. I believe it. I like, just I needed the it. reminder. Right, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. what I realized, it, it had more to do with my fear yeah. Yeah. of the stepping out. Yeah. 
Would yeah. you say that? That's yeah, been... and that he won't come through for you. That yeah. he's going to abandon you in your and you're going to be alone left there. <laughs> yes, like doing totally the crazy exposed. thing. Right? Yes, hundred yes. percent. Yeah, yeah. Or that he doesn't have a plan, or that he's yeah, he's not going to like, follow through. Yeah, right. yeah. 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 Um, but he's faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. He is. And we can confess that we believe that. Right. He's faithful. <laughs> he is. He well, is. Like, I, just as we were talking, <clears throat> it made me think of Noah, too. Like Yeah. And Abraham. So many stepped right. out into, I'm reading Acts right now. So the apostles, I thought, when did we get the idea in the American church that following God by faith would be easy and going yeah. and bringing the gospel to people would be easy? Because the early um, disciples they did not have it easy. They were getting persecuted and hated at every turn, and yet they still mm-hmm. worshipped and glorified God. And that's right. the question in my heart is, I want God to be glorified, but sometimes, now that I know more of the cost of his glory, mm-hmm. <laughs> part of me is like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surrender, and it's a sacrifice mm-hmm. to follow Jesus. It's worth it, but right. it's a sacrifice. Yeah, so. and really wanting to care for mm-hmm. the people that don't have a voice mm-hmm. and people that don't that are the least of these right. or the unseen. Right, exactly. And we're called to that and it's not easy. And there are so many times where I'd rather go hide in the woods and just drink my coffee, snuggle my girls and read my books and pretend that the world isn't hurting, yeah. broken and in need of help. But right. that's not what we're called to as Christ followers. So so how do, So speaking of your girls, how mm-hmm. do you, because human trafficking is a big, ugly yeah, it's scary so thing. Mm-hmm. So how do you kind of talk about that? Talk about that mm-hmm. with your girls. And mm-hmm. I mean, because you really are a family on mission. Mm-hmm. We are. Yeah. And do it as a family. Yeah. And yeah. And what are the range your oldest? Um, Amy's 10 okay. and Isabella is one and a half. Mm-hmm. So then Olivia's eight and Eden is four. Okay. And we talk a lot about how slavery is wrong. We mm-hmm. talk about um, how people shouldn't have the um, be in a place to make other people do something that they're not comfortable doing. Um, I have not gone into details where it comes to sex trafficking, but we do talk a lot about labor trafficking mm-hmm. in our house. We talk about um, the things that we buy and like chocolate. Yeah. And who made it. And we do a lot of secondhand shopping. I try and not buy things. Um from stores because of our labor trafficking issues in this world. So I try and buy secondhand as much as possible. So they're in on that with me. Sometimes I think, oh, are they going to look back on their childhood and my crazy mom drug us to all the selfish armies? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of good deals and right. cute things there. We're still cute. We don't look like crazy. Right. <laughs> no. But um, yeah, so I just, and to treat other people as more important than ourselves, that's my biggest prayer for them. I pray that all up for them every day that they'll walk into wherever they're going as considering others as more precious than themselves. And um, that the things we do, we do because we value people and we want to follow Jesus. And it is a family, it's a family calling. And I hope, I mean, my all I want for my kids is to know and follow Jesus. That's I don't mm-hmm. care if they do anything other, if, if they have that down, that's it. That's it. So if they can get that from how we live our lives, then right. we succeeded, right? That's, exactly. That's all. That's it. So, yeah. So you talked about all your Salvation Army shopping. Yeah. <laughs> so what what were some, <clears throat> you know, as you became more educated, mm-hmm. what, what did that look like to surrender mm-hmm. the mall and yeah. to surrender? It is a surrender. Yeah, I love to shop and, and I love a good deal. That's right. the thing is I like cheap things. Okay. And unfortunately for me, cheap things 
probably mean they're made by slaves. Right. And when you learn that and you see all the evidence and you read all the millions of articles and books and watch the movies, you have to come to a crossroads with yourself and say, okay, well, how much do I love cheap things? And right. and with my very limited budget, because we don't have a lot of money, <laughs> how, do you, how do you still live and not buy cheap things or not look for a deal? And there are ways to do it. And you just you just start small. You give yourself a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. And you just take one step at a time. And um, that's just what we do. We just give ourselves a lot of grace. So when I first started changing out my clothes, like my clothing habits, mm-hmm. um, I would try and dress fair, you know, try and dress fair trade. And I'd have like one piece of jewelry. <laughs> right. Oh, this is my fair trade item right. there today. Oh, good job, me. <laughs> yeah. And then you just start to think and you research and you just buy something on sale from a fair trade clothing company or you start to get to know your local, you know, thrift stores and mm-hmm. you have go to clothing swaps and you just figure it out and it becomes easier than you would have thought. And for me, I realize I don't really need as many clothes as I would have mm-hmm. liked to have anyways. Mm-hmm. And it's just better for everyone around if we have less, which is so anti-American and right. anti what I always thought. So God renews your mind and he gives you a way. When he calls you to something, there are always steps to follow. And it's not a guilt shame. I hate guilt and oh, shame. That right. We are not supposed to live in a shameful place. Yeah. Um, just We're no supposed to live in one. freedom. Yeah, freedom. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's my whole heart. So, And caring about other people of how we purchase um, brings us to a place of freedom. I think that I didn't even know existed until I started to to walk in that path. So, yeah, it's been yeah. a crazy journey. Mm-hmm. I think that's been the one thing uh, that's been the accessory. And well, first of all, let me say I'm accessory challenged. <laughs> so, like accessorizing an outfit like gives me hives sometimes. Like if I travel with friends, I'm like, okay, this is what I have. Like, <laughs> Dress me, accessorize me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but that's been one place that mm-hmm. I, I remember the first time I ever knew that you could buy a fair, that mm-hmm. fair trade, that that kind of fair trade existed. Mm-hmm. It was a mutual friend named Bridget, had mm-hmm. the cutest earrings on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, those earrings are so cute. And she stopped and she like kind of sat up and she was like, oh my gosh, they're from Noonday and they're fair trade. And, yep. you know, by buying these earrings, they're supporting somebody to be able to support their family or exactly. to be able to keep their children all yes, together. Yes, school, clothes, fed. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. because I bought a pair of super cute earrings mm-hmm. and then there, you know, there's Trades of Pope yeah, and so many amazing Fine Works and so many, yeah, so many yeah. great Rook Collective. Yes. So, and you actually just joined I one do. of those companies. I do. Let's tell I us about I that. I never would. <laughs> never say never. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I am an ambassador for Noonday Collection and um, they like Trades of Hope, like the Starfish Project, like... Um, 31 Bits, like a million other amazing organizations are providing mm-hmm. jobs um, for artists and partners all over the world. And I think what gets me about labor trafficking is if my husband went to work and he came home with 60 cents for a day's work, I just wouldn't be okay with that. No. So why am I okay for somebody else to go and work to make that much money? It's, it just shouldn't be okay. And um, so it's just, I, I I said I would never choose a company because I do a lot of speaking. Um, and I said I never would choose an organization. Uh, but then last fall, I had a friend. I love Noonday. It's my favorite. Um, so and, many things. Yeah, except I'm wearing a Trades of Hope scarf. Oh. So shout out to all the <laughs> Trades of Hope friends. Right. You go, girls. <laughs> um, and... 
I think what Noonday has done for me this past year is in the really hard place of running a nonprofit mm-hmm. and in the hard place of figuring out all of the things, Noonday enables me to do something um, and accomplish it. Like we, I go, I host a show, I empower women to buy beautiful things, to empower other women around the world. Everyone purchases their jewelry. I put their orders in. It's done. And I can check it off my list and I mm-hmm. share about fair trade and I share about stories and I share about what we can do and it feels it fills my soul. Right. Whereas all this administrative nonprofit learning about how to run a food truck and learning about the health department and learning about mm-hmm. the IRS and <laughs> filling out paperwork and all the things that don't fill my soul but that have to get done, um, they just drain me. That's right. where I can do my passion thing. So I think it saved me this year, um, which I really don't have time to do it, but I love it. So here we right. are. Yeah. Well, and another, I mean, it's also can also then be a source of income. It Yes, it well. is a little bit of income, although, yes, it is. No, yeah. it is. It yeah. is. It really, yeah, it is. Which I, is great. Yeah. I mean, when I've heard, say the name of the the woman that started it. Um, Jessica, Jessica Honiger. Mm-hmm. Say it again. Oh, Hon- oh, Jessica Honiger. Okay. Honiger. Okay. Well, we'll Shoot. just kind of trail off on our last <clears> name. <throat> yeah. Jessica. <laughs> yeah. That when she, I've heard her speak and she talked about how, that the the artisans in other countries, mm-hmm. when the artisans in other countries realize that they are partnering with the women in America mm-hmm. that are ambassadors, mm-hmm. that there's this it relationship. Equalizes. Yes, yes, we're working yes. together. Definitely, you know, these artisans are giving the ability for these women to have trunk shows. Yeah, and, and have, to have and make a living. Right, yeah. be a business owner, yeah. just like these business yes. owner artisans in the other country. I think often in America we think that we're giving a hand down, right? But they're just humans trying to live their life, just like we're humans trying to live our lives. Exactly. And so the connection, it just makes me feel so happy when I put on a piece of jewelry or grab my bag, or that that was handmade by another mom somewhere, right? Like, don't you just want to go kiss them? Like, right. hi, friend. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being is crafty it, when I'm not. Ha- and when is yeah. it mommy hard? <laughs> yeah, so hard all the time, everywhere. It doesn't. Right, yes, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's a sweet thing. So I ask my guests two questions. And the first one is, how do you retreat? So mm-hmm. is there a place or a practice that you have that helps you to retreat and, and fill up? Kind of like what you were talking about with the when you do a trunk show, mm-hmm. but something that yep. fills you up. Yep. I would say lately, I think... I didn't ever used to think I was um, introverted, but I think the more I have to do uh, people and mm-hmm. um, things that are are unknown to me and uncomfortable, I become – I have more of a need for that whole retreating by myself. So I think lately what I do to retreat is I need uh, quiet and mm-hmm. I need alone and I, I need my journal. And I've always journaled since I was – like 10 my mom always journaled so I always journal my and it's my prayer journal mm-hmm. and I where I really get my head back in place where I really have rest for my soul is just um when I have a good chunk of time by myself with my journal with my bible and just um quiet usually it's Icing on the cake if there's coffee, if I can look at a tree or a lake. Right, right. Those are, like, extra good. Mm -hmm. It probably isn't so great if I have to, like, be in the bathtub in my bathroom without water. You know, if you're hiding, that's not retreating. But um, quiet. It's a different kind of retreating. Yes. Yeah. Like (laughs) eating the ice cream, no chocolate bar. Um, So, yeah, just it still is with – it always has been with my prayer journal, but even more to have that quiet space for my brain to just – let loose and confess and find its right 
right place, place. again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my other question is kind of a fun question. <laughs> if So my family celebrates weird. And so if we were to use the hashtag celebrate weird, what is something about you that either you think is weird or you think is perfectly normal? And for some reason, the people around you think you're weird for doing mm. that or saying that. Well, I really like to just um, I like to just sing when I'm in the grocery store to the songs on the radio. And I don't think that's weird at all. But ever since I was like in high school, my mom would be like, Stephanie, why are you singing? Oh, like out like, loud? Yeah, like oh. out loud. Not super loud, but like loud enough for me to like get into it yeah like and sometimes i'll dance a little i just don't know why not if you have to be at the grocery store you might as well enjoy it maybe that's kind of like a break for me i like shopping i've always liked shopping Mm -hmm. even food shopping well i like food too anyways so that and then even now when i go you know my friends will kind of be like you're you know you're singing like why don't you want to sing right and i have a friend who's a really good singer i'm like you should sing now she's like i'm not singing all these people i don't have like a microphone (laughs) my guitar i'm like why do you like you actually can sing and i can't but that's fine i'll (laughs) sing for the both of us so i guess that's kind of you got to just celebrate life right right right? no i love that laugh at yourself (laughs) you'll go crazy (laughs) so yeah that's great what do you do to celebrate weird angie oh my goodness i so many things like singing and dancing. Yeah, a lot of times it it's more often in my own home. <laughs> what? Not at the grocery store? <laughs> not at the grocery store nice so much? <laughs> I mean, I want to. I am one of those people who, when I'm somewhere, like I want to get up on a table and just yell just to see what people would do. Yeah, I mean that's, that's so crazy. It is kind of, but yeah. you know, just shake people up yeah. a little. <laughs> but yesterday, I was watching my great niece yesterday. And she is, she turned one in May, so like one and a half. Mm-hmm. And so I was singing to her and reading the book and dancing all around. And she just had this blank stare like, I don't, I don't <laughs> this even. This doesn't happen in yeah, my house. <laughs> I don't even know what to do with you right now. And I don't know you super well, so I'm not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and I laughed and I was like, oh my gosh, my boys look at me like that all the time. <laughs> it's good. It's good. You have permission to other people <laughs> yeah. to do their own thing. That's, That's what right. I think. That's what I, yeah. I gotta celebrate weird a yes. little bit. Well, thank you so much mm. for coming. Oh, and, thanks for having me. Yeah, and sharing about Stories Foundation mm. and the Freedom Track and Noonday. And um, we'll have all those links in yeah. the show notes. Yeah, we so. need volunteers. So anyone okay. want to yes. work in a food truck, come on out. And, well, why don't you tell us so. now and then I'll put it in the show oh, notes yeah. where we can find out more about all the things. Yeah, our website is storiesfoundation.org. So if you ever want to request the truck, you can do it on there. And um, we actually will have a volunteer training coming up in November. So, yeah, send us yeah. a message if you're interested in oh, what kind of food? any of that. Oh, really good food. We do um, falafels and Ooh. pulled chicken wraps. So you can get in a wrapper salad and all of our sauces are homemade in-house. Our falafels Ooh. are homemade. We learned from some Lebanese ladies taught us how to make authentic falafels. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's all really good for you. Um, gluten-free, unless you get the wrap. Everything's dairy-free. So, super yummy. I that stand by awesome. our food. Homemade sweet potato chips. Ooh. Yeah. Yum. Yeah. Ooh, I'm mad. Yeah, we fry I'm everything mad. in our truck. We have a fryer. <laughs> it's crazy. Crazy You town. own a fryer. I do. And I sometimes know how to work it. And, you know, a generator. All these things. So, yes. So, and so good. Freedom Truck, they can find out about at storiesfoundation.org. Follow us on Facebook. Yeah. And then for if they wanted to order something from Noonday or take a look at Noonday. Oh, yeah. Well, Stephanie Page, Noonday 
dot com backslash Stephanie Page. Okay. I believe. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll take I care of it. That's it. And then say the name of the book again that you first oh, read. Oh, yeah. Passport Through the Darkness by Kimberly Smith. And okay. she's the founder of Make Way Partners. And okay. she's in, um, they're mainly in Africa. And they work, well, the book is about her her story, which is heartbreaking. Um, but it led her to work with child soldiers, children who have been okay. victims of all of that. And yeah, so at that point, I didn't even know human tra- trafficking was a big deal in the States. And then I Googled it. And once you learn that it's right. here, I mean, it's bad that it's there. But then when mm-hmm. you learn it's happening in your backyard, there's just no more right. turning your eyes away. Mm-mm. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much Aww. for being here. Thank you. So fun. Thank you for listening to the Retreat House podcast. For any links mentioned in the show, head to the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and join us next week for another conversation at the Retreat House table. Thank you.